Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm every day I'm every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm hustling. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. When you hear that music pop, you know it is time for the walkthrough with your host, Jason Reed. And Trey Collis. Well, I'm a host. You're also a host. Sweet. This is the fifth week. Man, I can't uh well I can't believe it's like Labor Day's already over. Isn't that crazy? I know we had a barbecue last night and uh, I was sad to go home. Yeah, I couldn't breathe after the barbecue. Last well you had night. like eight burgers. I did, and I had a lot of banana pudding. Props to whoever. Dude, brought. that banana pudding was. <laughs> oh my gosh, that banana pudding was good. It could have its own its own show. It was really. Oh, it was, it was really really good. Um, so what's been going on in in Trey's world? Uh, I I gotta tell you guys right before we hit the record button, he said, "What's the name of this show again?" Because Trey is on. I think though that he actually has more fantasy football teams than he does radio shows. I, How many drafts have you done, Trey? I did six. I uh, thought it was seven. Are yeah, you I sure thought it was? Six? I just counted it was six. I think there's a team you're forgetting about. No, I think I dropped out of one league. So I still have my one. You have six. That's no fun, man. If you do, that is no fun. You have 96 players on your fantasy football teams. No, now, some, some of them are the same players. Well, right. But some of them aren't. That's true. So probably 80 players that are – and that's – hey, if you – Oh, you know why I was counting seven? Was that? Because DraftKings won. You haven't even got into that yet, Not have you? Not yet because it's one same day. So. I mean, man, you have a lot to keep up with. Like, I don't know that's if what I – An hour in the bathroom for Daddy Alone Time is. You um, have six passwords and a DraftKings no, password. No, it's all in the same league. But believe it or not, all of them did ESPN. So well, I can just use all of it. Okay. Okay. That's at least good. They're all in one yeah, app. Yeah, they're all like I can swipe and go. Yeah, because you would need like a new memory card on your phone oh, to I keep up with a, that. I might have to go to a nursing home for uh, um, Alzheimer's or something because I'll forget all these. <laughs> well, uh, okay. So since you've seen so many drafts. Oh, I've seen so many. Uh, what What trends have you seen in these drafts? I mean, is there a player that consistently goes – Higher or lower? Anything you can tell us with your knowledge? The trend I kept seeing was people keep taking Christian McCaffrey number one, which I don't understand. You know, I actually heard a guy said he had the second pick, and he got McCaffrey. And in his league, someone took Patrick Mahomes. But that's the only one. That's You're right. stupid. I've what? heard nothing but Christian McCaffrey at number and one. And I don't know why. I honestly don't know why. Well, I think we touched on it. It's, cause, it's because no. of... The, the you're scared not to take him factor. I don't care. I didn't take him. I took Delvin Cook number one overall. So you actually had a number one and you took Dalvin Cook. I took Cook. two number ones. I had Dalvin Cook both, both times. Wow. I don't know if that's uh, what a majority of people – I think he's probably 80-plus percent the number one pick yeah, in drafts. And I think I would have – I can say it with confidence with my one draft. If, he w- if I was number one, I would have taken Christian McCaffrey too. But no matter who you take when you're number one, I don't really – it's hard to back up that first pick with, with consistent players because you have to wait so long to draft. 
Um, you do get that turn in the third and fourth you round. Picks. You get two picks. But you wait so long for that pick, and it's great. So, See, if it's like a 14 to 16-man league, I'd rather be in the middle. So you always have a pick every eight, exactly. eight picks or so. Yeah. Where instead of the first, because then you have to wait like 32 freaking picks before in between picks. Because you got to go all the way down to 16, and you got to go all the way back to zero. So, yeah, it's a lot of. So how many out of these drafts did you auto-draft in? Okay, I'm not gonna lie to my listeners. What I did, I stuck around till I got all my starters. Okay, but these 16, 14 man leagues, I'm not kidding you. That took about an hour just to get those seven, seventeen. Yeah, we t- we started like an hour late. It was six p.m. Pacific. We started at seven p.m. Pacific, probably more like seven fifteen. Uh, I'm here in Central Time, so it's like nine fifteen when we first start drafting. I think it was like 11.30 when we took the break, and it was well past midnight when we were done, and I was I was beat, man. Like, I, I, I don't know. And they, they tried to start early. Like, my friends in California, I give them credit. It just takes forever to draft, man. I, I do love it. I mean, I love – it's the only time, like, I'm ever going to be, like, crossing out stuff, and I'm sitting here in the war room, and I've got, like, six books open and two web pages and the Zoom chat, and I'm doing – it's probably the hardest I ever work all year, to, to be to be brutally honest. Um, I don't know, man. I, I love uh, – we're two days away, folks, from the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Uh, I don't even have – in my matchup, I don't even think there's a guy going, and I am just – I'm excited See, for the season, man. It, well, that was like me Saturday with college football starting, actually Thursday night, but Saturday, oh, my God, I did not leave the couch. It was just so nice. To watch college football. You know, co- college was great to watch. I, I didn't catch a lot of it, and I don't want to turn this into, like, the college football oh, podcast. But Friday night, the uh, Ohio State game was a great way Thursday to – was, was that on Thursday night? Yeah, Friday night was North Carolina. Virginia Man, it was, it was a long weekend, so I'm going to give myself – It was some, a very long weekend. Especially because every night you had some kind of football you could watch, Same. right? Yeah. Uh, Wednesday night they had the uh, UAB and somebody play, UAB one. Then Thursday night was Ohio State-Minnesota game. Then Friday night was UNC Virginia Tech, and then Saturday was a whole slew of games. And then Sunday night, the game of – we'll end on this one, I think. That, that was the game of the weekend, that Notre Dame-Florida State game. That, that that was a good game. Notre Dame won in overtime. It was ridiculously good. So I was so excited for football. Who did – was it Oklahoma-Tulane? Oklahoma was up 18 points in the fourth quarter, and Tulane came back within five and had a chance to take a go-ahead score, and they couldn't get a first down. There were a couple of close calls, but nobody ranked lost, right? I mean, yeah. there was a couple of ranks that played ranks. Yeah, but. Georgia and Clemson, the no offensive touchdowns in those games. The only difference was a defensive touchdown. Kind of a snooze fest, but, hey, it was football, right? So and there was fans in all those stadiums, right? There oh, was packed. Yeah, so. He had um, 110,000, I think they said. Man, last year at this time, you know, and – we were worried about not even. Like, I didn't think football was going to make it. I knew NFL was. I didn't think college was. Well, I knew NFL was only after the the baseball season. And something um, just beeps. That ain't good. Finished. You know, and that was the only thing that I that I was banking on is that the baseball season would make it, so that you know the NFL wouldn't. I was like, man, if the baseball season doesn't make it, there's no way they're having NFL. And I was worried there was a lot of. Uh, uh, scares along the way, but somehow they got it. I feel like this year there's like absolutely no way. Oh, they're playing. They're yeah, playing. it's nothing's gonna shut down. Um, 
I remember last year too. I was looking into getting uh, Cowboys tickets in October. I was going to try to watch them play the Giants, and there was only like twenty thousand people in the stadium. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, that number seemed crazy to me last year, and I was just like, no way. Okay. But now this year, it would be a packed AT and T stadium. About right? a hundred, almost close to a hundred thousand people in that stadium. <laughs> Man, I, I have you ever been to that stadium? I did the first year it opened. Actually, I went to a uh, my uh, actually I went to a New York Yankees Texas Ranger game because Yankees are my favorite baseball team. So I went to that game, and then the next day my cousins got uh, their friends gave them tickets to uh, the preseason against the Raiders the first year they opened up, and they said, "Well, we we don't have a ticket for you, but you can get standing room only." I'm like, "For twenty five bucks." I'm like, "Okay, let's do it." And so they went to go sit in like high up deck, and I went to the yeah. standing room. You stood the entire game, but you can walk around that whole stadium, get, and you can see it's perfect. It just sucks you got to stand the entire time, but it's football. But I've never seen that jumbotron. In oh, real it's life, huge! And I think that would be twenty yard line to twenty yard line. It is so huge; it's beautiful to watch. What's the rule if a punt hits that? Is if it a punt hits? You got to repunt. Just repunt. That's it. Oh, man, if I could hit it, I would do that like six times. Every punter tries to. <laughs> that's like no penalty. That's that's basically penalty free. Um, so I know we didn't have any preseason NFL this week, uh, which was I was actually okay with. I mean, I, I thought it would kind of be a, a dry spell, but with all that college, it was it was fine. But the only thing is we don't we don't really have any preseason, you know, games to report on. I, what's what's maybe the biggest thing that's happened all week? I think that's that. Maybe the Ravens signed Le'Veon Bell to the practice squad. Today. Yeah, that happened today too. And well, what do you think about that? I mean, I I need running backs in my league. I'm pretty thin, um, but I don't know if I'm what that I, thin. What I would do, I would like if you if you have a player on your bench that you really don't really like, like you're not really going to play any, drop him and pick up Le'Veon Bell. Don't start him. Put him on your bench and see what he does. So yeah, no I mean, you, can get him. you probably need to take him now, you know, if he's if even still out there you in your league. A lot of leagues. Um, if your league's like mine and it costs a little money to pick up somebody, he might be there still. There's only a couple of running backs ahead of him that aren't really proven on the Ravens, so maybe he'll get some play. But what I kind of think about is that, well, remember when Le'Veon Bell set out that year? I was kind of mad. I was like, man, I wonder if this is a good move for him because I don't know – I mean, yeah, I believe in myself too, but like, what if he comes back the next year and he's not very good? And then there he is on the Jets, and I was like, man, I don't know if the Jets are really the team you want to go to to try to prove yourself as a running back. And there was a lot of problems with that Jets team for the two years he was on it. Um, Not that it's all on Le'Veon, but basically they signed him to like 1,500 rushing yard money, and, and, and he didn't produce. And some of that's Le'Veon Bell's fault. And then you kind of hear these stories that he's a locker room cancer. You know, he's all this, he's all this stuff. And then I was a bit surprised that that anybody signed him after he left the Jets last year. Um, also, it's interesting that the Ravens pick him up this year because last year they had the same exact opportunity in the offseason. Uh, and they went with, or, or, or I'm sorry, the the two years before they went with Mark Ingram. They could have went, they could have had Le'Veon Bell. They went with Mark Ingram. Because now, Mark, because Mark Ingram had a breakout year with the Saints, remember? Well, right, but he was still, I think, the same Mark Ingram. It's just he, yeah, he was cheaper though. And 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 so now you know you maybe get Le'Veon at some discount money, but he only had 328 rushing yards and 
Well, he's on a crappy Jets team, and then he was on the stacked um, Kansas City Chiefs team. That's why we didn't like Andy Reid. Well, and I think I think that they just not only was it stacked, they just distributed the ball so well. Like uh, Lashawn McCoy and him were on the team last yep. year, and neither one of them did much. No, Lashawn McCoy was on the Buccaneers. Was he on the Bucks? So two. Wow, why do I remember it that way? Because football's a crazy, a crazy thing. It affects your, it affects your brain. I got too many hits to the head in high school. That's what it is. That's why I can't remember. You're thinking uh, McCoy played with uh, Andy Reid in Philadelphia. Well, he was he was on the uh, on the Chiefs. I think maybe the year before. The year before he was on the Bucks. Um, but I don't know. Like I guess if you need Le'Veon, he might be out there in your league. Like I said, I'm I need running backs, but I don't know if I need them that bad. Um, in case you you don't recall, I'm I'm looking at Jamal Williams, uh, Trey Sermon, and uh, Michael Carter are my three running backs, and I have Naheem Himes. Um, and even with the with those you know not really promising prospects, especially for the early weeks. You know, I don't think Le'Veon Bell is going to help me because he's not going to play early. I could see Trey's strategy maybe working out if you if you get him now and you can afford to stash him. It is Le'Veon Bell, and he 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 is lightning in a bottle when it is working. You know, and maybe maybe he can he can get on the field and and help out Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, I know they've they've got a, a good offensive line. They've supported a lot of rushing yards over the past few years, and and maybe that can maybe that can work out for you. Um, and so, so no real, no real, uh, other, other preseason news or, or off season news. Um, I heard that, uh, Hunter Henry looks like he's going to start week one. That's kind of been a question. Uh, Odell Beckham is still a big question mark for the first week. And I think even if he goes, I, I don't think he's played football since the surgery. Um, so I don't know. That's probably a risky at best start. Um, I know that, that him and, uh, you know, Baker have some chemistry now, but I don't know if I'm starting him week one, if I had him on my team, Trey, do you have Odell Beckham jr. On one of your six teams? I don't think so. No, he'd have to look, but uh, it'll take it a while. (laughs) He's probably safe to assume you have one third of the players and some amount of those teams. Uh, I'm I'm just giving you a hard time, man. But I I do think it, it's going to be a little tough to keep up with, and we'll find uh, out. You'll think you're you're doing good, and then you'll go look, and you'll be like, oh, I had two teams kind of combined in my head, and they're not. I'm ready for my wife to be like, why are you on your phone all day? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting. In fact, last night we we're headed home from your house, and he was she was like, why are you in a rush? I go, I got a draft, another draft. I'm like, it's my last one. <laughs> No, it's great, man. I I love it that much, and I have I don't know if I've ever had six before, but I've I've had a number of seasons with multiple teams, and I kind of sometimes I regret it, especially if my one team's not doing so well. But I just man, I can't. Um, She's on her team. Well, I can't I can't stay that focused, and and then I hate when, the, you know, my my league is is for a pretty good lump sum of money, and. Sometimes you're, I'm in like a $10 league and I'm giving a little more attention to that one because I have like one more win and a, and a shot at the playoffs. And, and I don't know. And I just I hate like rooting because if I have to root against some of the guys in my real league for that B league or C league, then 
I just, I don't know. And, it, and, and at some point you're just rooting for everything. You're like, I need everything to happen in football this week. And I don't even know what that means. So that's kind of why I don't even like building those DraftKings or, or FanDuel teams because, um, the, you know, then I have to root for all that stuff. And I, and I do kind of believe in, in rooting. Like uh, one thing that, that I haven't told the listeners yet is that I'm a, I'm a pretty good dodger. Uh, like, like if you have a quarterback or a running back and you can ask the guys this in my league, like if you have a guy that's really hot and he comes up against me, he'll have like a dud game. Like I can't tell you how many times I've stared down Julio Jones who needs four catches and 50 yards on Monday night to beat me. And he doesn't get it. You know, he gets 49 yards and three catches and I somehow win by like 0.5. And, uh, so I call it the Brooklyn Dodge or, you know, just, just dodgeball. Um, and uh, and I and I don't know. Like if I have to root for too many things, the the dodge hex gets a little iffy to pull off. You know. Um, have you ever have you ever won a game like that where you've uh, you've had to dodge somebody on Monday night? I remember one time I had to. I was going against Patrick Mahomes, and he needed like fifteen points to yeah. beat me. I had no one going, and he had, and that was a game where he only threw for like a hundred yards, no TDs, and I was like, "What the heck just happened?" I did some major praying. I think God was like, "Okay, I don't know, but yeah, that 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 there, there's times that actually happened. You're like, "What the heck?" Well, I I have a theory about stuff like that, and it's that actually that stuff isn't the norm. Like people think that I I can dodge or that I can do good with guys that aren't very good sometimes. But what I think we forget is all the other times where it doesn't work out. Exactly. Because, like, what sticks out to me from uh, when I won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago is there was a game, and I had, the Dal- I had the Dallas Cowboys D, and it was Sunday night, and it was the last player alive in the game, okay? And I needed one point on the last play of the game, essentially. They were playing the Steelers. And what happened is, is the Dallas Cowboys defensive end sacked the Steelers quarterback. So I got the one point. The Steelers quarterback fumbled the ball. Cowboys scooped it up and returned it for a touchdown. So instead of winning by one point on seriously, the last play of the game, I won by six or seven. And I know that that did not sit well with my opponent. And it's probably what he might remember about the season too, but nobody remembers the other five times when I was in that situation and I lost, you know, because I don't know. It's just, it's funny. Like what we remember about these, you know, about these games. Um, I have a lot of bad beat stories too. So, uh, you know, I don't know. So is there a team you're, you're most excited about of your six Trey? Or are you just, you trying to get, just kind of see how week one, week one goes. And, uh, the one I'm excited about is my, uh, it's called a pub league or whatever. That's what their group name is. Pub. It's a coaches league that end up in Fort Worth with my de- uh, cousin, all the PE teachers in that area get together, but one PE teacher couldn't do it. So they asked me to do it. And they all texted me and said, hey, you you stole the draft. I don't know why we invited you. <laughs> so, uh, so I guess they're boosting my ego a little bit. I'm really excited. I drafted, I don't know what was in my, the water or something. It was a Saturday night watching college football, and I was just picking players in my train. And it was just like, I can't believe this player's here. I can't believe this player's here. I was like, so I'm really excited. And it's a money league, too. It's 25 bucks. Well, years. was that near the end of your drafts? Like, was it one of your later ones? It was my third to last. Yeah, but but so you had three or four drafts in you yeah. before that draft, right? So, did did you do you feel like your later drafts were better? I mean, did you have a little more intelligence going, you know, intel going into those drafts or insight into what people might do? 
Not only that, I did because all the preseason games were over with. And so I knew what players were going to play or be available week one or most likely going to play week one. Where the first couple of three, they did it before in the before the pre the uh, dress rehearsal game, right? So like three of my players got hurt in those dress rehearsals after right. I drafted them. So I was like, that's why I never, that's why I hate drafting before the preseason's over. That's always why I like to draft more uh, Labor Day weekend because all the preseason games are done and you just get ready for the start of the season. But yeah, that's what happened. That's 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 why I think yeah. But yeah, talking about it, reading stuff on it. It helps after doing about six or three percent. Yeah, well, I think I think just like knowing what people might do gives you some kind of advantage. Um, I can think of the times when I've done a few leagues, and that's why you know if you if you have time to try to do a mock draft somewhere online, um, there's there's free sites out there. There's also ones you can you can buy some packages and 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 do. But but what's interesting is you can you can do mock drafts where you can even like pick the position you're drafting from. And I think just seeing, even if it is just like you and 11 computer teams that are drafting, like I think just seeing a draft kind of lay out based on projections is is interesting and, and some good intel. And, and, and so I hope you did, you know, get better as as it went along or at least you, you were more confident. Um, you know, that's maybe the disadvantage that I had is I didn't really do any mock drafting. I mean, we've been talking about fantasy for, for a while, so I had that going on for me, but... I didn't really have uh, any drafts under my belt. I thought I knew what to expect. And I, and I think for the most part, it, it panned out. Um, but I, you know, I can think back to a point in the draft. I think it was my three, four, five, six pick uh, where I didn't really have a good plan for that. And luckily woke up in the draft. Because if my second half of the draft wouldn't have gone as well as the first t- or, or didn't go as well as it did, I, I don't know if I'd feel – as confident about my team right now. Uh, I think I've got a pretty good team this year. Um, you know, I, I guess I guess we'll find out on Sunday since I don't have any, any players going Thursday night. I, I wish I had a player. I almost want to pick I, one up. Yeah, I don't like what players go Thursday night. I can think back to a year, well, probably eight or nine years ago, Percy Harvin was on the Vikings. That was a while ago. Probably nine years ago. Maybe we were like one of Brett Favre's last years. Maybe nine or ten years ago. Um, he got me one point on the th- on the first game, the first the opening Thursday night game. I was watching it. I was at a bar. I was, I was excited. One point, man. I'm walking back to the hotel room with one point, you know, and that is the worst way to start. So, I think there might be um a tight end on the Cowboys I could go out and pick up or something, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let it pass. I'll let it ride, especially if you get a Dallas. <laughs> Yeah, but I have done that. I've been known to try to pick up a guy on Thursday night just so I have a little a little action, uh, or at least I, I wish you know the guy I was playing had uh, a Buccaneer or a Cowboy that I could root against, right? Yeah. But I mean, I'm gonna be so excited when when I see the kickoff on Thursday night. Like it's man, it's like finally here. Like I've waited. I feel like I've waited a long time for Thursday, and here it is. You know. Um. <laughs> is that? If you can hear that, I think somebody's tapping their microphone. Uh, all right. Well, um, I, I I knew we wouldn't have much preseason football to talk about. So what I uh, what I did uh, is I went ahead and I put together my top ten list uh, for quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. There is no waiver wire to talk about right now. I mean, probably after some injuries in week one, which unfortunately are probably going to happen. 
especially due to the shortened preseason and, and guys not playing that much, I, I do kind of fear for, for some of these guys early on. And then maybe they'll get in football shape, but then later on as they get used more, I, I think there's going to be a, some peak injury periods in the, in, in the season this year. Um, so I've got this list to share, Trey, if you want to uh, disagree. I probably will. Or agree. I'm anxious to see this. Uh, I'll go slow. So a little bit of forethought here. Um, I only did top 10. I didn't want to rank – 32 positions okay if the guy's not on this list it doesn't mean that i think he's gonna do bad it just means that i think these are the 10 best plays this week and it's not only based on who they are but it's based on who they're playing and that's really tough to do right now because we don't really know much about the defense you know uh, especially pre i mean there's no way to know like i think i know who some of the top defenses are going to be and i think i know who some of the bad ones are going to be but we always are surprised by that just based on schemes, coaching changes, personnel changes. I mean, there's really no way to judge it. But with that being said, here's my uh, here's my top ten quarterbacks for week one. And uh, you probably have most of these guys in and starting if you have them. But I think there's a couple of surprise names on here too. So uh, I went ahead and uh, my number one quarterback play this week is Aaron Rodgers at the Saints. I think that's going to be a pretty high-scoring affair. And for – for the, the Packers to win or lose, I mean, I think that game has a 45 to 40 uh, price tag on it. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of offense on both sides of the ball. So, Trey uh, obviously doesn't like my number one no, my number one don't. pick there. So, well, do you, can you can you tell us why you don't like it? Or? I think because the Green Bay, uh, Aaron Rodgers did not play all preseason. He, all the drama going on. If he didn't do any OTAs, mini camp, stuff like that. He's going to be a little bit rough. I know everyone like, oh, Aaron Rodgers. But I'm just saying – he has a lot of drama this year. There's a lot of drama in that Green Bay Packers camp right now. And I don't think he's going to be as focused as he was previous in the year because he, he, he didn't dedicate his season this year until he got to training camp. He didn't play any ball. He was on Jeopardy. He was on Celebrity. He was fighting with the, with the Packers organization. I think he's going to be rusty, and I just don't, I don't think he's going to be as good as advertising. Also, he's another year older as well, too. So <clears throat> saying that, I, wouldn't, I, I don't think he's the number one pit quarterback now. Go ahead, go on with your list. Well, your list. well, like I said, I and I, and and that's we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, I think the, I think that Saints team's gonna be ready to rock and roll. Uh, I think that defense. I just think that the defense is good, but I think that that game that game's gonna go two ways. I think it could be really low scoring, which I think is unlikely, and I think that that Jameis Winston, who is better than he used to be, maybe I don't know. I mean, the last full season he played, he threw 30 picks. And I know that the real Jameis Winston is going to stand up at some point in that game, especially if it's tight and he needs to make some throws. And he's going to put the defense in some bad situations. And I think um, on my other two positions here, I have Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. And so I'm sure you'll disagree with those coming up too. But And it's fine. That's what I love about sports is we, is we can we'll disagree. See. You ever get through this and, top 10 list? Uh, we'll see. Oh, this is going to be the longest top 10 list now in the history of top 10 lists. We might have to go top three. All right, so here, I'll do a couple more, and then you can you can dissect these, okay? So my uh, number one, Aaron Rodgers at the Saints, just reminding Trey, and seeing the look on his face there. Uh, I got Russell Wilson as my number two play at the Colts. Colts D, pretty good, but I think Russell Wilson just a little bit better with those weapons. Uh, the number three play I have is Kyler Murray at the Titans. The number four play is Patrick Mahomes, who's at home versus the Browns. Yeah. My number five play is Lamar Jackson, who's going to be on the road in Oakland. Mm -hmm. I think he could run for some touchdowns, pass for some touchdowns. Could be pretty exciting for his numbers. 
My number six play, Josh Allen, who's at home versus the Steelers D. My number seven play, and this is purely on the matchup, is Matt Ryan, who's at home against the Eagles. I think the Eagles are looking at a four-win season, and I think it all starts on Sunday. Um, my number eight quarterback is Trevor Lawrence, who's on the road at the Texans. I like and I think he's going to have some surprising numbers in that game, lighting up the Texans. Me too. My number nine quarterback play is Dak Prescott at the Buccaneers. Thursday I don't like night. that one at all. You don't like that one at all? I think I think that that's how they're going to score. I know that the uh, Zach Martin's injured. Why yeah. don't you like that one, Trey? That Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, man. You saw what they did in the playoffs last year. They were turning all 22 starters. Zach, uh, like you said, Zach Martin's uh, highly unlikely to play. He has COVID, not injured. He he is vaccinated, but it's, it's since they're playing on Thursday night, he won't be able for five days, and the fifth day is on Thursday, so they're not going to play. Probably won't be able to play that one. Um, that that's, that's, that's Dak Prescott has not. He's been injured. His shoulder. You don't know how good his shoulder is going to be. Uh, you don't know uh, if he's going to how rusty he's going to be. Right? He hasn't played since week five of last year. So saying all that, he's, yeah, he's been doing mini camps, training camps, stuff like that. But he hasn't got hit in real game action, and we don't know how rusty he's going to be because he didn't play any preseason or anything like that. So uh, I'm kind of hesitant on that one, but it's your list, man. So well, I'm yeah, gonna... and I, I didn't just put him in because I thought, you know, oh, Trey's a Cowboys fan, and I'll throw him in there. No, I, I, I think uh, but I will say this. I think they can get off to a fast start Thursday against this, the defense. This will be the game the Cowboys look phenomenal in, right? Yeah. And win, and then they go and lose to the Chargers and the – Oh yeah, no, they're they're playing the defending Super Bowl champions. I mean, I think you got to be up for that if you're if you're an NFL player. Um, and I think the way they win the game, this game, is if Dak Prescott has a pretty good game at quarterback. So see, I think he's running the ball. Well, they might have to do that too because this game could be a high scoring affair. Um, but that's you know, I think I think I also have Ezekiel Elliott on my running back list so we'll talk about that game a little bit more here in a second so to round out this list i do have a surprise uh, number 10 play uh and if i had him i might put him in jared goff at home against the 49ers i just what are you smoking here hey what are you oh my god so the niners d hasn't played together in a while i don't care it's jared goff he sucks well and he's at detroit lions team he has he has no weapons he has no weapons he's got running backs he can throw the ball to who? Uh, Williams and Swift. He's got Swift can't stay end. healthy. He's got Tyrell oh, Williams Lord. on the outside. He's got the uh, rookie receiver. I think there's some weapons there, and I think, yeah, everybody's expecting the Lions to to win that game. I think it's a trap game for the Niners, and I think the Lions might might take it. But we'll keep the list. We'll we'll put the list here, and we'll see. And I'll only erase I'll it a couple know. times. I want to know what's in that banana pudding last night. And we'll night see. Because- <laughs> we'll see how good. I mean, I have, I only have him as my tenth best play. And I, like I said, if you're not on this list, it doesn't mean I think you're. You don't have Matt Stafford anywhere on that list because the Rams are playing the Bears. And we saw what the Bears defense did against Brisky in the preseason. Well, that was give, the preseason. I don't defense. give a crap. You've, you've talked about preseason defense. I don't before. I don't care. Forty-five with Mitch Trubisky. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I don't, sorry. I don't know if that was the real Bears D, though. That was a Bear. That was a defense that had the Bears uniform on. But I don't know if that was the real Bears D. And Matt Stafford could prove me wrong. It's just a list. Uh, and like I said, it's more it's more based on matchups than, than who the guys are. I mean, I do have Patrick Mahomes as the number four. And Josh Allen, who's probably the number two quarterback overall. I'm saying he's the number six quarterback this week. So there might be some some method to the madness, and, and it might just I might this might be the last list I do based on how how bad I do, uh, you know, week one. Um, 
So, all right. Well, that was you know good for some some debate. So let's uh, let's get into the running back uh, section of the list here. Um, spoiler alert: I didn't do tight ends because there's only like Thank three God. tight ends in the NFL. So we can we can tell you about all three of them: uh, Darren Waller, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey. And if you don't have any of those guys, just put in anybody because they're all going to get the same amount of points. Maybe maybe Jonu Smith will get some. So there's the tight end list. That's the quick no. tight end list. No. Pitts. You don't have Pitts? Rookie tight ends do I not do well. I don't Have you seen Pitts play? Uh, this guy's six foot six, can jump higher than anyone else out there. He's, he's very good wide receiver. I think he might be a wide receiver. He is. If they play him at wide receiver, he might be better than He is. They're going to flank him out. I'm, dude, so, you're, dude, crumble that list and make a new one. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like I said, we didn't do tight ends. Okay, but I'm so you don't have pits in five. I think wow. I think there's not a lot of rookie uh, tight ends that that do well. I do think that's that's true. So you have Rob Gronkowski. Just Gronkowski is deep. In I'm the, joking. I think I'm choking with you. I think he's a little long in the. He's tooth. good for the playoffs. That's the, all. He's yeah, doing. he's, he's playoff playoff Gronk. Um, all right, so here's here's my running back list that I'm now scared to tell Trey, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing it anyway. Um, so I've got my number one play, uh, Dalvin Cook at the Bengals. I like that one. Okay. My number two play is Austin Eckler at the Washington team. No. So Trey doesn't like that one. We'll no. get back to that in a second. Hold your tongue. Let's make it. So, number three, I've got Aaron Jones at the Saints. Once again, I think high-scoring like game. I like it. He's going to be a part of that high-scoring like game, it. either catching the ball or running the ball. I've got uh, Mr. Mixon at the Vikings. That's number four. He's, that's actually at home. It's the Bengals. And I think the Vikings D is porous up the front seven, and I think that's all well, they're young all day. They're young. Um, number five, kind of a, a surprise that I, that I ranked in this high as I was making the list, but I, I have Damian Harris uh, playing at home against the Dolphins. And I think with the Mac Don't Jones like that. starting quarterback like that. That, that they will have to establish a running game. Uh, Trey doesn't like that one. All right, so you don't like that one. You don't like Eckler. We'll get back to that in a second. Um, number six, I've got Nick Chubb at the Chiefs because I think he can run on the Chiefs, and Nick Chubb's going to do it all day. Um, my number seven – Running back is Jonathan Taylor, who's playing at home against the Seahawks. They don't quite have the defense they used to. I like that. My number eight pick is Derrick Henry, who's playing at home against the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals do have a pretty good D. I think Derrick Henry is just amazing. That's why he's my number eight pick. I mean, he can't be my number one against the Cardinals, but I will make him my number eight pick. Uh, my number nine pick is Ezekiel Elliott, who's playing at Tampa Bay Thursday night. And my number ten pick is Saquon Barkley, who's playing at home against the Patriots. Is, he actually, of, is he actually going to play, though? I've heard he's going to play. I mean – How good is he going to be, though? Oh, I don't know. That's but the I'm only saying. way they win is through him because their they're passing they're not game is, is hurt. Danny Dines, baby. And he's also the quarterback. That's that's a good point. So the only way they're going to win is if Saquon Barkley shows up. And, and, and I think if if he's even 80%, throw him out there because he's all we got uh, as, as a true Giants Week fan. one – Week one. You want to risk injury. Okay. Well, I mean, we're paying him enough that. I don't care. If he gets hurt, you're not going to be paying him all the next two seasons. We're home. I think at some point you got to you got to earn that money, man. You know, week one. Oh, whatever. Okay. I think he's back and he's been practicing. I mean, I don't. I'm not. I don't think I'm like saying throw him out there too early. Wait till he's week two, week three. But why? If he's healthy now, it's not like it's not like uh, it's not like he's playing. He hasn't got the full reps in. He's not fully. He's probably got hit yet either. Oh, please. He's 23 or something. I don't give a rest. I throw him in there. Throw him in there. If he gets hurt, I'm going to tell Spoken him. Spoken as a true If he gets hurt, I'm going to say, hey, shake one. 
<laughs> Jason over here. He came over here and said, "Hey, you need to play because you're paying you eighty million dollars." Well, I'll leave. I'll leave that up to the coaches. If they, if they think he's ready, I hope he plays. Your you know, special I, team head coach. I've heard he's. I've heard he's ready. Uh, I think they they didn't play him in the last game, so they could ensure that. I think they've already done the safe stuff. I think it's mm-hmm. time to shut up, put the mouthpiece in, and go out there and get some rushing yards. And you're just saying that because you're. Maybe we throw you the ball. Well, there hasn't been much to root for the past couple of years. Hey, uh, y'all are a couple plays away from going to the playoffs. Oh, we would have been, we would have been smoked in those playoff games. I, I mean, I don't know. And 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 Danny Dimes still, uh, you know, because no games they have been played. Our breaking year this year. Well, he still leads the league in turnovers since he's joined it. So make it or break it, league. Oh, it's it's a. I mean, make it or break it would be great. But I think just don't turn the ball over, Danny Dimes. Whatever you do. Don't turn that ball over. Um, all right. Well, here. Oh, I'm sorry. You disagreed with a couple of the numbers there. Uh, you disagree with Damian Harris, who's at home versus the Dolphins. That you Dolphins. disagree with Austin Eckler, who's on the road at the at the Washington football well, team. Well, Damian uh, Harris, I would like him in the other week, but against the Miami Dolphins, that defense is ferocious. That defense is good. They were top three last year. They even got better last uh, this year in the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Brendan Flores with the Miami Dolphins doing an excellent job. But also with Damian Harris in New England, you don't know who Bill Belichick is going to put out there, right? They have like three different running backs that they play every different week. So that's why I never pick a running back for the New England Patriots because you don't know who Bill Belichick is going to. Basically, Bill Belichick says F you to your fantasy. <laughs> well, he doesn't care about your fantasy exactly. league. That's true. But I think this year there's less of a committee approach. Well, after um, they traded Sony Michelle, yeah. Well, and uh, Rex Burke is not there anymore either. And a lot of people are forgetting about that. So I really think it's it's Harris and it's James White now. And James White seems to be the third down flank. I think I think there is going to be more of a lean towards Harris. Um you know, and, and I, I just think it's a good matchup because I don't I don't know if the passing game is going to be there, and I definitely think they're going to win the game. They're, they're somehow they're going to beat the Dolphins. Uh, I don't know. Dolphins been the kryptonite, man. Dolphins you think so? even when they sucked, they had trouble playing the Miami Dolphins. I just think it's. I'm but, telling you, Brandon Flores and his my I don't trust Mac Jones. That's the main thing. I, I, I don't either, and that's why I think Damian. People Harris, are all like already giving him a Hall of Fame wing gold jacket already. No, I don't. Be, what? what no, I, that's what I've been. Him hearing. being in there, he's better than Cam Newton. I think we can agree on that. No, I don't know about Maybe that. Maybe right now. He's better than Cam Newton right now. I don't know about that either. The uh, Well, did you see that story where he was teaching Cam Newton the playbook? Did you read that story I this week? I don't believe that story one bit. You don't believe that story? No, I think it's just typing up Mac Jones. It could, it could be that. It's exactly what it is. I don't believe that one bit. I do think Mac Jones being in there definitely gives an advantage to the running game, especially for fantasy points. Mac Jones is not going to poach touchdowns. Well, they don't have line. a number one wide receiver. Right, but I also think it elevates um, both their tight ends. The the Patriots traditionally play two tight ends. I mean, when when they had they had Gronk and that guy who we're not supposed to talk about, uh, Hangman, and uh, w- when they had those two, they did pretty well with two tight ends. This year they have Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry. I could see them going back to a, a two tight end, two receiver sets a lot, and and both those those uh, Jonu Smith, uh, one of the best blockers on the Titans the past couple of years. So I think they got him to help the running game. Hunter Henry, also a great blocker. Now, these guys are good in the receiving, too. So I think short passes, control passes to those two guys could be a lot of the plays and then running and play action, a simpler playbook. Just think the Miami defense is too good for it. I think, well, and they might be. I think they're going to win. Okay. Hey, that's my thinking. Well, no, that's – I mean, you know, that's that's a way to think. Um. All right. So, and and what didn't you like about Eckler at the Washington Redskins? That defense is too good. 
I don't think Austin Eckler's going to have a good game. He's going to have a great season. He's going to have a great season. But I don't think he's going to have a good week But one. he's also, like, dual. I mean, I think they'll find a way to move the ball on the watch. Well, it's not like going to be zero Well, Justin Herbert have enough time to throw the ball with uh, Chase Young and those other bad boys chasing after him. And I'm just saying, that defensive line is badass. And so, I just think uh, – I think he's going to have a great year, but I don't think he's going to have a good week one. I, I think Washington is going to win that game. I hope you're wrong. But I think – hope the whole NFC East is 0-1. <laughs> I think the Redskins could win that game, and it would be a big statement win for Ron Rivera. Um, maybe the Chargers can can become victorious, but I think it's going to be there's going to be offense in that game. Which which normally, if you're talking about a Chargers um, Washington game, you're not you're not thinking there's going to be some offense. And I'm not saying it's like forty to forty, but but I'm thinking each team is going to get two or three touchdowns. And and I think the Redskins D is is going. And I said I said it there. I'm sorry. Really trying to say Washington team as much as I can. Football team. Um, the Washington football team from Washington. Uh, they need a they need a new name. I need a new name to say. But the that team uh, has a good defense. But I don't know if that means zero points or that they're not going to be able to move the ball. So I I don't know. Maybe you know if you're saying Eckler shouldn't be my number two, I can I can I can work with you on that. But I don't think he's going to be shut out because he catches a lot of passes. Too. No, but I don't think he's going to have one of the best performances yeah. though. I think uh, Eckler might have 60 yards, maybe a touchdown. I think there's a lot to contest. Like, maybe if Herbert and and uh, Allen and Williams weren't playing, but I think there's – they don't really have a tight end that I've heard of in San Diego, but they have a lot of, you know, weapons on that offense, and uh, I think they, they've got a backup running back's not too bad. I mean, I, th- I think that there's more just than Eckler, and Eckler is pretty good at, like, getting lost out there and then making you pay for that because he's so little. I think he's – He's probably bigger than me, but he's a, he looks like one of the littlest guys out there on the field, and he's very shifty, and if there's any daylight, he'll find it. Um, I think it's going to be tough to stop. And that's why he's such a good – I mean, he was, you know, top top 10 running back pick in most drafts this year. Did you get any shares of Austin Eckler in your six leagues? Did you – I didn't pick him up at all. I had a chance to, but I, I also passed on him. But, you know, when I was doing the rankings, I, I was like, man, I think he might be – you know, because I do think that, 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 like you said, Washington D is going to be good. And that's what's tough about trying to make any list like this is that the D's are good, even if they're bad, right? And it's tough to it's tough to predict who's going to do the best. So that's that's all I was trying to do here, and and I, and I definitely think hey, you made the list stick with it, buddy. I'm willing to be wrong. Just waiting you know? for those text messages on Sunday. Afternoon. That's right. Oh, we are. Well, there is going to be some. Well, and I'll and I'll come back and tell you how I was wrong on the list, and 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 maybe well, I'll have Jason a was right list. and wrong. Yeah, maybe I'll have a perfect list by week two or three. You know, yeah. and that would be great because then I'm going to start gambling. Uh, Big time with his knowledge. And your wife will be mad. So, uh, wide receivers, here it goes. Feel free to disagree, Trey. We know you will. Uh, maybe not. Maybe I'll get 10 for 10, Trey. Yeah. Trey Collis versus the list. Um, wide receivers that I got this week, my number one play is, and I, and I said this earlier, I think that Green Bay game is going to be a big score for the Packers. So, Devontae Adams at the Saints. I've got him as the number one receiver. Uh, Mike Evans who's uh, at Dallas Thursday night. I'm sorry, the da- Dallas is at the Buccaneers. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Uh, so Mike Evans, I think he's, uh, especially early in the season, the top dog. And the Buccaneers are going to have success throwing the ball. They might not win the game. Dallas could win that game. But Mike Evans is going to surely have a good one. Uh, number three plays, DK Metcalf at the Colts. Uh, I think I had Russell Wilson as my number two play. So it makes sense that if he's doing well, DK Metcalf should be doing well. Uh, number four, I've got Allen 
at Washington. Looks like Trey disagrees with I disagree that. Disagree with a lot of these already. <laughs> so he's we're four for four on the receivers. We'll come back Not to the top of the list. Uh, my number five play is Hopkins at the Titans. So DeAndre Hopkins. I like that. I like that. Uh, my number six play is Stephon Diggs, who's at home versus the Steelers. Hey, oh, Steelers D though. Yeah, I think the Bills O though. You know, and that's good. why. And that's why I do have him down. I mean, I think Diggs should be higher on most weeks, but. This week against the Steelers, I think he'll get outplayed by five or six other receivers. But he still should have a pretty good game. I mean, I know uh, Mika Fitzpatrick is, is probably going to be locked onto him the whole game. But, I mean, Stephon Diggs is Stephon Diggs. That's safety over the top on him all night. Oh, well, but the, you can't do that all night. Um, yeah, they can. They can run. Uh, Josh Allen can run. They have okay. Emmanuel Sanders. There's other guys that, that – so it's, it's going to be well, tough. You know, it's forgetting T.J. Wattmiles um, looking like he's not going to be playing week one. Week that one. is true. That so is that's going to take away from a pass But they have rush. a great secondary without the pass rush. Either. Yeah, but if you don't have pass rush, you can't cover a guy for more than NFL for more than five seconds. That's true. And Allen and Diggs look like they have it dialed in. So I don't know. Maybe he should be higher on the list. I did, I did consider that, but maybe not enough. Um, I got number seven. I've got Landry at the Chiefs. Jarvis Landry, my number seven. And I think uh, Odell's not going to be back 100%. And I think Jarvis Bell, uh, Landry is, like, consistently undervalued, underrated. He is uh, – he's become a big-time NFL receiver the past couple of years. He, he was already good before he took the next step. But he's definitely he, – you know, probably a little older than some of these younger guys. But I think he's still a big part of that Cleveland offense, even if Odell comes back to the 100% form. Uh, number eight pick, I got uh, Hill on the Chiefs. They're at home versus the Browns. This is my number eight receiver play. Tyreek Hill. Hill every night, every week. Oh, uh, he, he, I was thinking that too. He might, he maybe should be higher, but I like the matchups. I mean, the Browns do have a good D, um, and he's got. Then there's other weapons. There's other ways the Chiefs can score. So I think sometimes that 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 hurts Hill, but Hill can also bust a ninety yarder anytime he gets a little out screen or something. So they and they run. Uh, he's he's a running back sometimes too. So. You know, maybe they don't even need to throw to him for him to make an impact. My um, number nine receiver, and man, I can't believe this is my number nine receiver. There is a lot of good receivers this year. Uh, A.J. Brown at home against the Cardinals. I think uh, it's single coverage now with Julio there. I don't even know Julio how you could. Two receivers are going to get games. Well, and, and, and then when the one guy starts beating you, then you're going to pay a little more attention to him, and then that other guy's going to be – I mean, it – Nightmare matchups, and then you can't really just play the pass because Derrick Henry is lurking. Um, they, I mean, I don't know. Titans might have one of the best offenses in the NFL this year. Um, and then, and then, I, and then I kind of went. I figured if uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to beat the Texans, it's going to have to be through the hands of Marvin Jones. So I put Marvin Jones as my number ten receiver. I think they showed the most chemistry. I know that that people are big on a couple of the other receivers you know, on the Jaguars, but, but Marvin Jones to me looked like the number one receiver. And I think, um, he's, he's, I think he's, you know, he's older in his thirties now still can ball. And I love that he's out there in preseason, especially cause he didn't get hurt. I loved that, but he, him and Lawrence definitely had some, uh, chemistry, you know, and, and I think he's, he, I think he's just a great, um, playmaker. And he's the guy. He's the guy for, until he's not in Jacksonville for me. So, uh, any disagreements there, Trey, or anybody you feel like maybe oh, you, we'll you would have put? I'll say this. Your wide receiver group is a lot better than your other ones. I should have uh, led with the wide receiver group. probably should have. Yeah. But the only one I kind of iffy on, it's not because he's not going to play uh, Mike Evans. 
Okay. The, the only reason I say that is because they have way too many weapons. Uh, they have Brown. They have um, Godwin, who Godwin's working for a good franchise this year. He's going to work for a contract. So for him, a big year. That's why I picked him up on a lot of my fantasy leagues. I think he's going to have a great year. And then plus all the tight ends that they have. The depth of running backs are going to play. Gonna be with the Buccaneers are probably going to run all over the Dallas Cowboys defense Thursday night. Uh, so he's going to be a good play, but I don't know if he's going to be the top tier player like in the fantasy leagues this week just because of all the weapons that they have currently on offense. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I was thinking about that, you know, as I was making this list too, is like who is the number one receiver? It's different every week. And yeah, it, it is kind of hard to get. I mean, I would love to have any of, well, two of those receivers. I don't know if I want um, A.J. Br- I mean, or sorry, uh, Antonio Brown. I I mean, I want, I think he's great. I, I think Antonio he's Brown's a great player. But I think it's – and I know Tom Brady loves him, but I just think the other two guys are maybe better right now. Well, Godwin. I think Godwin could be the number one wide out on this team. Yeah. No, he, he could be. And Mike Evans hasn't missed a 1,000 yards yet in the league. Um, I mean, I know he barely got it last year, but he was also on this team with all these other guys, and he still got his, you know. And uh, he, he's probably the toughest, you know, man-to-man matchup. But what are you going to do? Like, are you going to – are you gonna double him and leave Godwin single covered? I'm saying, or and, and you're gonna have to guard Antonio with either your third, unless they kind of do what like the Cowboys used to do with with Dion and put him on the weak receiver. So then you know that whole side of the field's handled, and you just have to worry about the other two. But I don't I don't know what I mean. How are you gonna cover that? And it's not like the running backs are slouches on Tampa Bay. I mean, there's a reason that they're probably the favorite to win the Super Bowl again. Um, I mean, if, as long as Tom Brady can still throw accurate passes in the 20 to 30-yard range, which he should be able to, it's not like they're asking him to bomb it. Uh, well, not when you have playmakers. Like you know, I don't know. I mean, you can't double everybody. Uh, Antonio Brown might not be, you know, deserving of a double, but those other two guys are. And if he's your slot receiver and you're playing um, cover two man or anything like that, I mean, he's if he's uh, – slanting while the other guys are doing out routes there, there's, there's no way to cover it all uh, I, don't, I don't I'm glad I'm not a defensive coordinator you know in the NFL I don't, I don't know how good I would how good I would do that that team would keep me up a lot <laughs> yes. thinking about that um, and it'd be interesting to see if anybody can can shut them down I think that's what uh, you know I know the Chiefs offense didn't didn't do so hot in the Super Bowl but I think that's more what they ran up against and all the playoff teams was that the, the offense of the Buccaneers while they didn't score like every drive they seemed like they were and they were very tough to stop um you know Tom Brady made a lot of a lot of great throws in the playoffs and not you know I'm a Giants fan not a Tom Brady fan right not being his biggest fan I mean the guy is amazing he is absolutely amazing and but not being his fan I'm like this has got to end at some point right and I hope I don't really want to see like the hobbled Tom Brady out there like we kind of did with Peyton at the end of their career. I, I hope Tom picks picks a good time to walk away. And I think it'll be 45. You're, and, you, and I think you said on a previous show that if he could somehow three-peat, he'd have nine Super Bowl championships. And would he come back for year 46 to try to four-peat? And, uh, That'd be crazy if he actually did that. But I think – has there been a three-peat – Super Bowl champion? I don't think there has been. Several two-peats, no three-peats. I know the Patriots did three out of four. I think the Niners did three out of four. Maybe even the Cowboys did three out of four or three out of five. Cowboys did three out of four. So a couple of three out of fours, but never never three-peats because it's a little, probably a little harder than basketball. I know there's been two 
or three three peats in basketball. Now the Bills they go to four straight Super Bowls. That's true. I can't believe they didn't win any of those One Super of Bowls. Um well anybody you think I left off the list, Troy? Anybody that, that maybe was deserving of any of those lists? Um probably lay like number ten, probably a CD um C D Lamb's kind of a good year. I think CD Lamb Do you think he's the number one receiver yes. on the Cowboys? Even though Amari Cooper said he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. I like him saying that, but no, he ain't the number one wide receiver. It's a CD Lamb for sure. What he's done in camp, what he does, his out route running, his speed. He returns punts, he go over the top, he can put you in the slot, he can he can do it all. CeeDee Lamb's the real deal, and that's why they got him in, uh, in the first round a couple years ago. So yeah. I think Amari Cooper he's too injury prone. could have no, been the best receiver in the league. He actually amazing. He's the best separator on a bump route, for sure. He, he, he can separate on like anyone else I've ever seen. It's a shame that he doesn't have better stats, and it, and it, is, it is due a lot to those injuries. Um, having had him... In fantasy, a couple of times, it's frustrating. It is, and you you don't you can't start him with any confidence. He has that one game or two games where he has almost two hundred yards. Oh yeah, and, and then, you're like, oh, that's. Then the next week he has like ten yards. Yeah, it's very inconsistent. Um, you gotta hope with with maybe Dak back though, he can find some level of consistency. I mean, even like seventy yards a game and a half touchdown a game would be like a big improvement over where he has been. Um, and then I I feel like Michael Gallup is is uh, just kind of a guy that, that i don't think about anymore forgotten a great receiver right yeah he got a couple bad issues like he did a couple years ago but last year he just ugh. yeah but last year was the andy dalton doesn't matter he still dropped a lot of passes that should have been caught they tried to trade him this year too but he's still the the third option right i mean is he yeah. is he uh do they try to change him out on the slot or does he does he play is he's Omari basically your deep man yeah there you go. Interesting, interesting that he's that he's uh. And Michael Gallup will go off and get, he'll be on the waiver wire and people will go get him because they have what one hundred and fifty yards, three touchdown game, and then oh my god, we gotta get him, and then he won't do anything for the next six weeks. So. Yeah, All right. Lance a consistent number one. So who do you think will sign first? I know we've been asking this every podcast: uh, Adrian Peterson or Devonta Freeman? Le'Veon Bell's already gone, so I guess Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Adrian Peterson, Devontae Freeman, still out there, still playing football, allegedly, still in shape. I'd say I'd say Freeman. Yeah, I think I think because he's younger. Um, uh, Todd Gurley's 27. I think Freeman's probably the same age. Adrian I Peterson, I don't think is going to – play football anymore no, unless he goes to the canadian league or something like that well i think he's i think he's really chasing that emmett smith record yeah. and he's got a lot of yards still yeah, which is a shame yeah. playing the wrong era well he did and then he had the unfortunate personal troubles after the rare rice incident the, and then the hip injury but didn't he have to sit out a long time for that? I mean, four games. Was it four games? I thought it was a lot longer than that. But four or six. So, that I mean, that's six hundred rushing yards maybe that he doesn't have. Yeah. It would probably bump him up into a higher, uh, you know, higher place than he is on the all-time list. Um, I, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. I know you're, I know you're kind of a Cowboys guy, and and, and maybe you'll have some thoughts on this. Um, 
what is the average age of the running back when they retire now? I mean, it's, I think, 30 and you're done, right? 28 to 30, I think. Yeah, so you're not playing past your 30th birthday. No one is ever going to catch Emmitt Smith, uh, who played till he was almost Boy 40. Emmitt Smith was basically a lucky prodigy of the greatest offensive line ever assembled in Dallas Cowboys. If you put Barry Sanders and uh, put, switch those two running backs, Emmitt Smith and Barry Sanders, that, re- that rush would be way past what it is now. And Barry Sanders retired a lot earlier, too, than Emmitt Smith did. But Barry Sanders had no offensive line. You watch all his highlights. Yeah, there's always a guy he has to yeah, put a yeah, move on early. But if you get and then a guy in the hole, and then a guy right after him. He would switch those guys. <laughs> I think Barry Sanders would demolish that record. Uh, you know, maybe. No, um, I know he would have. I think, I think there was a little more to it than that, but it's all, yeah. If you've, uh, the the oh, running Barry. back on that Dallas Cowboy team with Jay Novacek, uh, Moose blocking for Beyond you, that Lake. offensive line. Troy Aikman is the quarterback. So, obviously, like, there's way more weapons no, than – Nate Newton. Oh, yeah, just, just – um, I mean, they had, they had a massive offensive line, probably the biggest offensive line I can ever remember in my life. I mean, those guys were huge. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you're right. Barry had nothing. He had Scott Mitchell. He had Herman Moore. Um, there wasn't a lot of options. It was, it was going to Barry. They had three plays, basically, Barry middle, Barry left, Barry right. And, and, and it was like the zone, the zone read scheme over and over again. And, and I don't blame him for retiring so young. And it's amazing how well he did for nine or ten seasons of football. Um, and, and if you ever get bored, watch you know, YouTube of Barry Sanders' highlight reel because it'll, it'll blow your mind. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know because Emmitt Smith is, it was actually a really, a really good running back, especially when he got to be older. Um, he had several thousand yard seasons when he didn't have a business. And I think even his last full season, he got up to like 900 yards with the Cardinals, uh, almost had a thousand yards and, and they were still trying to you know use him. It wasn't like he was this old man, kind of like you're seeing when, when, when Adrian Peterson gets in there, or if you can remember some recent old men who, you know, it's funny cause they're probably five years younger than I am right now in these old seasons. But LaDainian Tomlinson, I think tried to play a couple of years too long. Um, Chris Johnson did the same thing. Uh, and those guys were great, but just they didn't, they didn't age well. Uh, you know, not like Jerry Rice or, or even Emmitt Smith did. And, and I don't, and, or Tom Brady. I mean, it seems like there's, there's a few of these guys that can, that can keep doing it at the consistent level. And the rest of these guys just, I don't know. I don't know if it's a dedication thing or it's just that, that Father Time catches up to you. Um, or you get hit one too many times and you're just not yourself. You know, and maybe... Maybe these guys like Brady, Jerry Rice, Emmitt Smith just never took that that bell ringing, you know, crushing blow that 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 kind of ended their competitive spirit, you know. Um, either way, man, I cannot wait to watch your Cowboys. Uh, I think it's in Tampa, right? The game's not in Dallas. It's Ring Night in Tampa. Yeah, Dallas doesn't have a home game until week three against the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday night. So that, you know, but, but man, I, I, yeah, obviously I'll be rooting for the Cowboys. I, I always root for the NFC. That's the one thing maybe you don't know about me is when the, the Giants get funked out of the playoffs every year, I root for the other NFC East teams because I feel like at least our division should uh, make the playoffs, should do well in the playoffs. Uh, I'm not a poor sport. Like, the, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to just like root for the. Now, if we have a chance to spoil the Cowboys season late in the year, I'm, I'm going to root for that for sure. But. Uh, you know, I I I definitely like the underdog. I feel like the Cowboys are, are probably the underdog in that matchup. And and like I like I told you on my quarterback list, I think Dak Prescott. Uh, if there's one way they're beating the Buccaneers, 
Dak Prescott's going to be a big part of that. I mean, I think they can run on the Bucks too, but I think it's a little less likely with their quarterback problems. But Dak, while he's not a scrambler, he can move the pocket, he can throw on the run, and we just talked about the receiving weapons that he has. Uh, who's the tight end for the Cowboys? Is there any? Uh, Darwin, Schultz. So really not. I mean, they're more. Blake Darwin was actually the number one right tight end. He's having a good year until he got hurt. So, yeah. The defense know. might not be able to hold up against the Buccaneers. No, against the Buccaneers. But maybe they'll catch them on ring night. Maybe they can get a couple of sacks on Brady early, make him start thinking. Um, pressure. I think pressure will be the key. It's not always about sacking them. It's about pressure. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited for, for Thursday night, uh, Trey. I can't uh, I can't wait, man. I'm glad it's here. I can't wait till we uh, we get on next week and we get to tell you about who we think you should pick up. We'll recap some games, some of our favorite games. We'll see how bad my lists were. Uh, we'll bad. see how right Trey was, how wrong I was. And we'll, uh, we'll be back for another exciting, action-packed hour of the walkthrough. Uh, we're very blessed that you're listening. We're very yes. excited for the season. And, and I just really like hanging out with Trey and, and talking about one of my favorite hobbies, fantasy football. I uh, really appreciate you listening. I'm Jason Reed. I'm Trey. Call us. And this was the walkthrough. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm, every day I'm, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling.